Welcome to the Black Girl Lessons Podcast. Black Girl Lessons is an organization dedicated to uplifting and empowering young girls and women. It is our hope to encourage individuals coping with adverse childhood experiences and other obstacles that occur in life's journey. Black Girl Lessons has 13 core principles or lessons. Through this podcast, we explore those lessons with special guests. We each have lessons or stories we can share with each other to make our community stronger. Let the lessons be your guide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Black Girl Lessons Podcast, or welcome back for our regular listeners. Today, we are talking about the Black Girl Lesson Educate and Elevate, and we have with us a special guest today, Delisa. Hi. Hey, girl. So, um, I say this every recording, but I don't introduce my guests. I allow you all to introduce yourself. So, tell us who you are, what you do career-wise, and hobbies, and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you for having me, um, Terika. This is this is an honor and a privilege to be here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my, my name is, of course, Delisa um, Minor Harris, and I am originally from Kansas City, Missouri, um, but I've been in Nashville for quite some time. Um, came here in 2005 for undergrad uh at fisk university and (laughs) never left uh the city of nashville um and um i spent several years at working um at the national public library um and eventually went on to get my library degree and became a librarian um at my alma mater fisk university and um, currently I serve as the Assistant Director of Library Services um, for the John Hope and Aurelia E. Franklin Library. And um, it has been um, a wonderful experience and has changed my life significantly. Um, Before I was the Special Collections Librarian, and um, I can truly say we have uh, one of the world's greatest collections of African-American um, history and culture. Um, just amazing. And so um, in my current role as assistant director, I now oversee that department as well as um, a couple of couple of other departments and um i'm also a fellow um with the rare book school um andrew mellon um cultural heritage fellowship and um yeah in my free time in my spare time <laughs> i enjoy um well pre-covid traveling <laughs> obviously <laughs> that's not happening right now um and then um I also love is vis- well I love 
visiting sites, historical sites, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of still possible, but not really. <laughs> um, and um, reading, of course, I'm a librarian, but I really actually love reading um, some fiction in my spare time. Um, and just, you know, honing in on um, different activities. I love to learn about new things and discover um, just things I've never experienced before. And, and yeah, um, and I'm also like a movie fanatic. I love movies. I love, especially movies made in the 80s. <laughs> I love 80s movies. Um, and uh, yeah, I just enjoy... Um, like I said, learning more and um, yeah, becoming a, a more, um, I guess, aware and um, giving and um, understanding person. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. <laughs> y'all didn't know y'all was gonna run into a librarian. People like, who knows a librarian? I'm like, I know a librarian. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They are out there. So you do a lot. Um, What would you say your passion is? Like the passion either that drives you as a librarian or just in general with other things? Yeah. um, So, I mean, you know, obviously working at um, an HBCU in um, a collection that is um, focused on preserving the history and culture of African and African-American people. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I have become very, very, very passionate about ensuring that everyone um, has access to our stories um, and and not only access but really knows our story because there's so many things so many different stories that we have to tell mm-hmm. and um, I through my work I just try to Um, tell as many people as I can about what I've seen and what I know and what I know to be true about African American people Mm -hmm. Um, we are a people resilient intelligent intellectual um, multifaceted and I mean, artistic, creative, like the things that I have seen in the archives and read and just been in the presence of um, has made me just that more passionate about ensuring that these stories are here and they're told, especially for the generations after us, um, Mm -hmm. which is so important. And then, you know, in more recent years, I've become a little bit more socially aware. So, um, you know, just thinking more about how I can be, make a difference and um, lend my voice to fighting um, against injustice. And, um, you know, whether that's in, because there's, I mean, there's so much, 
so many injustices that are taking place. Right. And um, I just think, you know, maybe you're not on the front lines or, or maybe you're not in the streets, but there are so many ways we can all be involved and lend our voice. And I have just found that to be so true um, in the recent years. And so I have become, you know, more passionate about different causes, um, particularly when I think about women um, and the workplace and, um, you know, women overall having equality, the same as our male counterpart counterparts. Um, and, you know, we have we get the same level of education, if not higher, but we're paid so much lesser for our work. We're often not cited by scholars. Um, and, you know, we, we just, we just get the, we get the end of the stick in a lot of, in a lot of different facets of life. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, for me, it's become that more important to say something, speak up, speak out and be a part of, um, the movement and, um, find a way to contribute and use what I do in a way that contributes to um, fighting that injustice. So yeah, so so those are those are my passions. Um, yeah, those are my passions. <laughs> well, those are a lot uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, so we're gonna move a little bit into our topic because when you were talking about your passions, it kind of um, just sparked a lot of things about our topic for today which is educate and elevate and I Mm -hmm. think you've um, started to touch on the importance of education and educating other people Um, I think it's important how you say you work to share all that you know about African American people from what you've read and what you've um, experienced in the library and just from my personal experience I have gone to see Delisa in special collections and she's pulled information from me and it's just so amazing what's in the archives um, what you could find in these original documents and how they look and just the fact that somebody thought enough to preserve some of these things for us all these years down the line we could go back and look at them so it's definitely important um that we continue to educate ourselves so I just wanted to get like your thoughts on you know passing along the like if you could elaborate more on passing along these stories and educating other people um mm-hmm. educating the future ge- generations or just each other like any thoughts you have about um those aspects of I guess being like a lifelong learner yes yeah yeah I um I I want to say that I want to specifically speak to a moment in our friendship that um, really kind of almost changed the trajectory of of my life. And <laughs> um, we were at our friend Maya's graduation for her master's. And uh, episode, guys, we're our second episode. <laughs> and um, 
you know, I was kind of like the last one to really, you know, kind of pursue my graduate work. But, you know, Terika said to me, she's like, look, you got to get it going. You got to get your master's. You got to go for it. And um, in that moment, I was really kind of like, okay, who does she think she is? But (laughs) I was also like taking it in and I was like, wow, she's so right. She's just, I mean, that is the truth. And it really motivated me to um, look beyond what I thought I was, what I knew or what I thought was going to be my trajectory and really think thoughtfully about continuing my education and pursuing that master's degree. And I, maybe not even that long later, an opportunity came along for me to go to library school where um, it would be 90% of my degree would be paid for. Um, And (laughs) it was like, almost like, fate I mean it, it was like you know it it, it had the way it happened and um I went after it and I went to library school and um it was the best decision I made because that I can truly say that was what I was meant to do and where I was meant to be and since then I I went into an entirely different um I decided at the end of library school to shift from public libraries, which, you know, a lot of people are like, well, a library is a library. Well, <laughs> to be really, you know, honest, um, li- libraries are, are different. Um, li- public libraries, academic libraries, medical libraries, law libraries, um, even corporate libraries, They're, they all have different focus areas and, and what they do and their audit their customer base and their audience is different. Mm-hmm. So um I decided I thought I was gonna be a public library branch manager. That's what I wanted to do. And at the end of my master's program I shifted and thought, what about academic libraries? Like there's something there. And I took a chance and I applied for the position at Fisk with no special collections and archives experience. And to, to people who may be listening to this, they may say like, whoa, that's crazy. And it was, but I took a chance and I went out there and I used my background as an HBCU student I used my background um, as working in the library um, in all of the areas that I worked in. And I um, interviewed for that position and I made it through that interview and got the job. And once I got into the job, I had so much I had to learn. And I say all of this to say, because they're like, where are you going with this? I say all that to say that the journey of learning is never really over. Mm -hmm. Like you think you get to your place, but there's always something left for you to learn. And even now as an assistant director of a library, I'm still in a learning place because now that I'm in this new role, it's, 
learning about um, administrative side of the library. So it's learning about budgets. It's learning about navigating um, accreditation. It's, it's, it's learning about um, iPads and surveys and, and all of that, like everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, you just, I, I just, I think everyone should always be open to the idea that you will be learning forever and life has so many different lessons to teach us and there's so much um that we we can take in and soak in you're never really done and and it makes us better people like it makes us so much more like well-rounded and even consider it you know I just I'm just thinking about the different ways that learning has really kind of shaped me and even made me mature and grow and um yeah I mean so when I when I come in contact with um anyone or you know someone new or a student um I try to connect with them and then whatever knowledge or information I can share with them, I do because that in that moment, it's a learning moment and Mm. it's a, it's a passing it, passing it on and passing it forward moment. Um, and yeah. And I try to, even in the library, even at an academic library, I try to also think about community and I think about um, even though we're, you know, a private institution and we have students there, there's also a community that surrounds us that needs this information too and, and needs to know the stories of African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And how can I, how can I get this information to them? How can I um, bring them into the learning circle um and, and and get them involved and so I'm constantly thinking about that and um as a part of like lifelong lifelong learning it's like community um and it's just so important it's so important that we include um people along our journeys um yeah <laughs> I'm just soaking it all in, making you know, you drop knowledge about the different. So, yeah, all those things are really, really great. I like how you were talking about the different libraries and their audiences. And you, you know, those are some things you don't think about with libraries because a lot of people you know you've seen one you've seen them all but that's not the case um so you definitely were dropping some good yeah knowledge about the background of libraries that we may not know but that's important for the education piece because depending on what you're trying to do with your life you may need a medical library or a law library you know mm-hmm to familiarize mm-hmm. yourself with those things um and I think it's so very interesting you brought up what I said about getting your masters I probably said <laughs> crazy it probably wasn't <laughs> crazy knowing me 
<laughs> uh, but it's just for me I'm just like I know all my friends people like if I consider you a friend um, just like with this topic educate and elevate I feel like if I could help to elevate my circle to the next level mm-hmm. um, so I if I could do it you could do it like right right and sometimes we just have to remind each other and yet in the moments it's like girl I slap you um, <laughs> but we have to remind each other that we are able to accomplish whatever we set our minds to um whether it's getting a, another degree or um, switching careers, starting businesses, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a part of that whole educate and elevate as well. Because if I know, you know, obtaining a master's will open you up to a different level of information that could probably change you then why wouldn't I say hey you know this is what you need to do now right school isn't for everybody but you know if you have those people in your life and and you feel like that one little extra thing whether it's school or something else can help you have to share those things with, with people and I think sometimes that's where we get um kind of caught up I'm not one to hold my tongue so you know I'll just about say just about anything uh, but sometimes we are you know have friendships or um, acquaintances and we don't give them the information that they need um, which is another reason I asked the question earlier about you know sharing information with people uh, that we come in contact with like if more people share if more people share these lessons i feel like us as a community would be in a better place yes um if more people were encouraging people or threatening them or whatever like you better go back to school like you better get your life to you know mm-hmm. in a jokingly way that friends can can do with one another um i think that very important on this um, road to elevating other people just letting them know that you recognize the potential in them because sometimes we forget right. or sometimes we are so occupied with all the other things that are going on in life that we just kind of forget what we're capable of doing right right and I mean, I always, any, anytime I have a student in front of me or, you know, even, even my, um, colleagues that, that I work with, you know, if I hear them, you know, talking about something or, or, you know, oh, I want to do this, or I'm thinking about this, you know, I always try to say, go for it, do it, you know, if that's what you want, you know try and support them and then even if they don't really know anything about it if I know something I'm going to share information um you know maybe get them in into contact with someone who does or you know share a resource or um 
you know, something like it doesn't hurt you and to elevate other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't, uh, it won't take away from you. And, and <laughs> I have come into contact with people who feel like if you do anything, you know, that's good or, or you, you get this opportunity or you, you know, you, you elevate yourself or get, get a little bit more education they feel threatened and they don't want you to do it mm-hmm. and i'm just like look crabs in a barrel is not gonna work mm-hmm. um in my opinion i just i just believe in collective movement and support and we can all get to a high place we can all live and um and yeah, have the best life and, and operate at our fullest potential. Right, right, definitely. Um, and we ha- also have to venture out and try new things, um, and try and endeavor, not endeavor, engage in other types of learning activities. For example, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you are a fellow. Mm-hmm. I- that experience been different from other learning opportunities a lot of people um well if you're on the academic side you know about fellowships but sometimes people are hesitant to even um go out for fellowships Mm -hmm. yeah um this is my second fellowship um program that i've been a part of the first one was a year long and um the aim of the authenticity project was to um elevate librarians um from hbcus and and um kind of give them certain opportunities and access um to certain areas in in the profession and um that was that was a, a interesting fellowship and program, um, and I I actually um, enjoyed it because I connected with um, a lot of my colleagues around the country at different HBCUs who I am still in contact with and have even been a part of like panels and uh, you know we've talked about potential projects so it was it was a really great experience mm-hmm. um my current fellowship is a little bit different and it's um a part of um rare book school which rare book school is a um pres- professional development um sort of a program where um people in the library profession, archives, collectors um, can take courses um, about centered around rare book collecting and um, handling. And um, the fellowship is a fellowship that focuses on um, it's a two-year program that focuses on um, elevating um, people of color um, who steward um, cultural heritage collections 
at various institutions the opportunity to um, complete several courses at Rare Book School as well as um, work on their own um, project that of their interest and um, and provide them with funding um, to do programming at their institution. And so um, I initially was, like you said, you can kind of be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or apply for this. I have to admit, I was a little intimidated uh, by the program. And I thought, I don't know if I'm qualified enough or if I'm the right person for this fellowship. And I was encouraged by um, my former boss, who uh, was sort of like a mentor to me to not feel that way about fellowships and scholarships and different programs. And she just said, look, you are enough and you Mm. have the knowledge, you have the capability and you have the experience, whether you think you do or not, um, to go out for this. So I applied and obviously I was accepted and um you know I'm my cohort uh fellowship cohort is um people who have some people have PhDs you know some people are um have been in the field for a while and you know I am one I'm amongst these people and um it has really um, given me the opportunity to be more confident and realizing that I am um, on this level. I am enough and Mm -hmm. that this opportunity is for me. And so um, since being a part of this fellowship, um, it, well, it first started right before um, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously had to change, but um, I'll be, you know, taking starting my coursework with the program. And I'm just excited about learning more about rare books. How many of us can say, you know, we <laughs> know someone who deals with rare books and who can talk about book history and the, bind- the history of binding and <laughs> we're getting into some really <laughs> deep uh, <laughs> um, information. Yeah. And so I'm excited to, to be one of those people that will have this knowledge and be able to share with my colleagues at other HBCUs what I've learned, um, share with my colleagues at work, um, and and you know, just to pay it forward. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I want to say if you're ever, if you're thinking about, you know, professional development opportunity or a continuing education opportunity, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, do it. Jump off, jump off that, that cliff in, in a way and, and take that chance. And even if you don't get it, I mean, you have the right to ask the people who reviewed your application for comments. Yeah. And to see, you know, what it is. And then go and there's that lifelong learning. Okay, here's a moment to say, 
okay, I need to work on this or just strengthen this area. Oh, I can, you know, go get these readings or resources or speak to this person. Um, so yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so as we start to wrap up, I know you just dropped some gems on us. Are there any other like lessons or words of wisdom that you would like to leave with the listeners? Yes, I want to say, um, do not be afraid to use your voice mm. and um, advocate for yourself always and never doubt your skills and abilities. Um, be your be your cheerleader, you know, um, for a long time, I was afraid to be my cheerleader, but I'm not afraid anymore. I know who I am. I know what I offer. I know what I can do. And <laughs> no one can ever, ever <laughs> take that away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so advocate, advocate, advocate for yourself. You can do it. Um and don't be afraid to speak up. Use your voice. It's there. You can do it. You matter. Your voice matters. Yes, Ashe. <laughs> yes, love. Okay, so how can people find you, Delisa, on social media? How do they contact you? And we'll post, when we post this episode, we'll add your contact. Uh, contact information into the post but just let them yeah. know yeah so um, you can find me on twitter at Delisa Arvilla A-R-V-I-L-L-A M-H is my twitter handle um, or my username and uh, instagram uh, Delisa underscore minor underscore Harris and um, if you are need to know more information or want to interested in learning more about Fisk's special collections and archives, you can always email me at dharris@fisk.edu. Well, there you have it, folks. All the ways to contact Delisa. Um, she is the go-to librarian <laughs> for your archival and non-archival needs or just some points and tips on how to search sometimes you get to the library and you don't even know where to look for anything and you know people get intimidated when they walk in the library and then they don't mm-hmm. want to the library so then they wandering around and it's like <laughs> seven numbers on the book it'll be like ml357.22 like what, <laughs> what section am I, I so I hope this episode uh, helps our listeners to be more open to going into the library, doing research, but also just overall knowing the importance of education, knowing the importance of, and not just formal education in the classroom, but Mm -hmm. everything we learn just outside those four walls and knowing the importance of elevating yourself, elevating each other, and like Delisa said, you have to be your own cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So 
that note, we are going to sign off. Thank you so much, Delisa, for joining us today and dropping your knowledge. Thank you for having me. Yes. No problem. And so to all of our listeners, until next time, be safe, be well, and we look forward to having you listen in, comment on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and let us know that you're listening. Until next time, see ya. Thank you for listening to our episode. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Girl Lessons or explore our website www.blackgirllessons.org and remember let the lessons be your guide